Welcome to Below the Frame Rewind. I am Matt Vogel, and while I'm putting together season two of Below the Frame, I thought it would be nice if we went back and listened to the show that got us here. And it's the live version of Below the Frame that we did on our lunch break at Sesame Street. And uh, last week, we rewound to the Carol and Debbie Spinney episode, which was just delightful to go back and listen to. And I hope you had a chance to check it out. If not, please do. You will not be disappointed. And on our rewind today, you know, we, we had originally planned out this episode and everything that we were going to do. And then we got a big snowstorm where I live and I couldn't make it into work. But the show must go on. And that is what happened as you're about to hear. Well, I think that's uh, enough of a tease. So let's rewind and go below the frame from February 9th, 2017. This episode of Below the Frame has been brought to you by... Do you live or work near Sesame Street? Are you looking for a unique playtime experience? Or is nothing better happening at Hooper's store? Then come to the Sesame Street Community Center where you can draw to your heart's content. Or you can choose from our wide selection of toys, balls, games, or blocks. Or you can play dress up, be someone else. Don't worry about where to put your boots. There's a place for them and a place to hang your coats and umbrellas. It's easy. We have many fun card games. Some are twice as fun as their counterparts, others only a third. At the Sesame Street Community Center, even a broken clock is right twice a day. And as the time flies at the Sesame Street Community Center, you can get caught up on all the goings-on at the Sesame Street Community Center or on Sesame Street. Drop by any time. The Sesame Street Community Center, it's the place for you. If you want to be in the know about how we put together our little show, then join us as we go, go, go below the frame. Oh, hi, it's Below the Frame. I'm Matt Vogel, and welcome to the show. Uh, I am not actually at Sesame Street today because uh, the snow, uh, there was a storm, big storm on the East Coast. In fact, it looks like that. And uh, there was a big storm, so I was not able to make it in. But there are people that were able to make it in, and here they are. I'm going to do this. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello Hi, Matt. Hi, Facebook Live. Hi there. Great performers here. In the lounge. Oh, my goodness. There goes Eric. Yeah. Who's this? Who's that right in the middle? Is that Peter? Oh. <laughs> Hi, Peter. Hi, guys. Hi, Pammy. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, everyone. Hi there. Uh, what's, uh, so I've got, we're here. Go ahead and have a seat there. I've got Jack is uh, filming today for us. Yeah. So, shout out to my son. So real quick, before we get, before we, uh, get, any, uh, get into everything here, it's a big snowstorm, so I couldn't get out, but these guys made it in. Uh, we're going to start with what's happening on the street. Stephanie, can you tell us what's happening at uh, the Museum of the Moving Image, uh, February 18th? This Saturday, uh, there's this great book that just came out called I Am Jim Henson by Brad Meltzer and Chris Eliopoulos. It's part of their Ordinary People Change the World uh, series. A lot of great uh, other people who change the world, like uh, Amelia Earhart and Abe Lincoln and Martin Luther King Jr. and Lucille Ball and, and uh, Jane Goodall. Well, Steve, uh, Chris Eliopoulos, the illustrator, is going to be at the Museum of the Moving Image on Saturday, 
uh, February 18th at 1 p.m. Mr. Craig Shemin will be interviewing him, uh, some guy that I know and sometimes live with. Uh, he will be doing a signing, and we will also be screening the little scene special, The Muppets Celebrate Jim Henson. So if you're not familiar with Jim Henson, and I don't know who out there is not, you will be, by the end you will be ah. and this is a great sort of, but this is a great book. It's really, it's so sweet. The illustrations are just, it's really delightful. And so uh, even if you can't make it to the signing, it's a great book. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Nice plug for that book. Very cool. Uh, uh, we're now going to ask a puppeteer a question about not puppets. That's what we're going to do. That's what we do usually at this spot. So, Ryan, Ryan, Dylan, Ryan, I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, why not? So, Ryan, hi. Uh, hi. A question, question for you. Do you have any um, pop culture obsessions that you would like to share with us, that you would care to share with us? You know, TV shows, music, like things that you might collect. This is very difficult. Is it? Uh, I have so much. Well, I like Match Game. <laughs> the new one or the no not the new uh, no come on what's wrong with it i haven't seen it it's kind of like the old one. wonderful i haven't seen it yeah but i like I, stephanie and i can talk about this for a very long time we need a below the match game <laughs> oh that would be kind of cool involve long microphones oh that's good long microphones. <laughs> there are what lots else? of them like, what else do I enjoy? I laugh in. I like laughing. You Fine. Like the it? Cavett show. Phyllis Diller has ever done. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Variety shows. Yeah. Oh, I would like an old woman segment on the next season of Below the Frame. All right, we'll do that. We will, we will make that happen. Thank you. I'm going to go over here. Now. All right, that's no, good. No. Thank you. That's all right. Well, I'm going to stay here now. Yeah. No. We're, yeah. So. Well. Yeah. Since you are there, actually. We'll go, oh, there he goes. It is Swag Day. It's Swag Day here. Swag day. On below the frame. Now, Ryan, you have a piece of. It's not really swag. Technically, not swag, but it is from a show. It is from a show. I thought it was swag. I'm, well, well, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Waiting in the wings. So this well, is, isn't technically swag, but it, but it might be like a little bit of below the behind the scenes kind of thing. All right. Right. Let's call it that. So um, I have. Well, this should actually started with we did a Cookie Monster special called. The cookie uh, thief. The cookie and uh, we had some beautiful paintings done by Ricky Boyd and his group at Magnetic. Um, and we did a we did an auction, an in-house auction for those. I I got two of those, and they're in my workshop. We got the Picasso one and the potato eaters, which we did. And then so anyway, um, skip to Furchester Hotel. They they also did a round of paintings for the Furchester. And there's one that stands in the lobby. If you've ever seen it. It stands in. It sits in the lobby, right next to the desk, and we we always called it Elmo's grandfather. And as the show was sort of packing up and we were leaving, I said, you know, it'd be really, I would love to have that, but they'll never give it to me because it's a part of the set. They're going to need it if we ever do another season. And lo and behold, one of our friends who worked on the show happened to get it for me. So this is Elmo's grandfather. Ooh. And, uh, he sits. He sits in my uh, in my workshop, and uh, that's that's what I got. Yeah, that's a pretty cool uh, piece. It's not swag, technically, but it is a good behind-the-scenes thing. Right. I think that qualifies. Now, this were on a T-shirt or a, or a hoodie with elastic straps on it. Oh, man. Be swag. And if we were right. gifted as a wrap gift. That's yeah. right. Well, it's an almost success of a gift. No, but it's good. But yeah, yeah. Franco use it next year. That's right. That's true. You've been given a gift from a set. Yeah. Uh, it, it says. Well, I've got the. This is the oh. 40th anniversary fleece. Yeah. Uh, 
but I'm a little hot, so I'm going to take oh. that off underneath. Oh, look, I'm wearing the 30-year jacket. Oh, what nice. I really like. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Thirty years depicted in time code. Yeah, but you know it's a little too hot for that. Yeah. So oh. got one from two thousand four. Oh my! Uh, with snuffy on it. Ah. Nothing on the back there. See, I'm still a little. So we oh. got this shirt. I don't remember when we got this shirt, but this on is, the back. This is for nice it's, it's a good gig. It's a good gig. But now I'm a little cold again, so oh. I think I'll wear this two thousand one <laughs> ski cap. And maybe this Elmo Loves You hat on top of wow. it. Wow, that's very but, nice. But, um, but Ryan is great. Oh, first, before, before, uh, before you say that, um, actually, Ryan, there are many people that are freaking out because Peter is lurking behind them, <laughs> behind you guys. They are, they are wondering if you're okay. Are you sure comfortable that in that gear? Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's David Redman under there. If he didn't yeah. wear this, he wouldn't have gotten in today. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, I'm glad that you're. I'm glad that you're there. So I'm sorry. Now I interrupted. More swag. Show us more swag. Oh, well, Pam's got some. Be this year's. Who yeah. loves you, baby? And then I also have my very special Elmo watch that was given to me by Elmo. So oh. Elmo oh. swag watch. Now let's let's not forget the kind people at Kaufman Astoria Studios. Oh yeah, they've given us hoodies and things. In the they've given us this lovely scarf, this lovely fleece scarf. Um, right. One thing that I don't have, they gave us a snow globe once. Of oh Kaufman yeah, Astoria I remember Studios. that. I love that. This is a messenger bag. It's a great bag. It's Thirty-three. Why didn't you tell me to show off, guy? I would have brought that. It's in my. Dress. I'm sorry. We, I, I, I almost brought it too. And then this is an Elmo's World Ooh, jacket, specifically from the second year we did Elmo's World in 1999. What about the Sesame? People bag? are saying it's a cool watch. They want the Elmo watch. That's a cool hat. They want to know where they can get it. So this from season 29. Here's a Sesame. This was the very first wrap gift I ever got. I started working in season wow. 25, but I wasn't on the contact sheet until season 29, so I was never on the gift list. And I She's keep, never on the gift list. No. <laughs> so I keep my tall puppet shoes in that bag, and on it, I don't know if you noticed, it's a children's television workshop luggage tag. Ah. So that's, Ooh, yeah, that's, that's vintage. eBay, y'all. Vintage nice. CTW. People are saying they basically want everything. Susie White said that, and uh, Chrissy Lagrana weinstein said, I love the Burt bag. Uh, Chris Harris says, great stuff. I also dig Ryan's shirt. Mark Gale says, CTW, yeah. Uh, this is a bag. What's, what's this bag, Pam? Swag bag. Swag this is from bag. Jim Henson Productions. It's some of Jim's early designs. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah we were very fortunate. Matt, yes. I'm just going to break the news to you that uh, you know your legs that are hanging up here on the clothing rack? Yeah. I'm bringing them with me. Oh. And it's going to be my swag to me. Oh, okay. All right. Hey. Well, that's fine. Again. Speaking of Steve. It's okay. Yeah, it actually is. We is. It is time to probably... Oh, what do you have there? Oh. Whoa. An Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas new musical mug. Yeah, I believe he's saying from here. Jennifer Barnhart. Oh, there you go. Okay, very good. Yeah. Peter, uh, Jonathan Brangwins. Oh, geez, I, I missed it. It went away, but said that you look uncomfortable, Peter. Uh, oh, yeah. Connor Gibson is asking, does anybody have any follow that bird or Elmo and Grouchland jackets? No. No. Was this did we get an Elmo and Grouchland jacket? No, we didn't. I don't think so. I have a Muppets oh, from yeah. Space jacket and a Season 25 jacket, but uh -oh. I couldn't bring oh, it. Ryan, Ryan has an Ryan has his 
Marty Robinson's collection. About two years ago, Marty was giving up a lot of his crew shirts. Yeah. Uh, and this one <laughs> continues to be in the green room because it's, it's oh. got some mouse slime on it. But this is slimy to the moon. Slimy. That's 29 years, and that's uh, the slimy to the moon shirt. That's very cool. It is damaged a little bit. There are shirts that we were given, and then there are shirts that we could order as cast and crew members. So that that's was right. a shirt that we yeah. ordered, but the fur bag from season 29 was a gift. So it's kind of cool. We get we get uh, the opportunity to, to be part of this uh, great show, and our producers and the production team all kind of... Uh, uh, thank us with these gifts, or uh, or we're able to buy some gifts. So it's kind of cool. Uh, we need to keep moving. We got to get to a section here called "Can you tell me how you got to Sesame Street?" And so today we're going to ask Steve Dannenberg. Steve Dannenberg, uh, can you tell me how you got how you got to Sesame Street? Steve Dannenberg. Steve, tell us your job. What do you do at Sesame Street? I'm the head of props to Sesame Street. Head of props. Now, uh, you, uh, how did you get to Sesame Street? How did you get this We're job? It's a very Back interesting story. It all started yeah. in uh, December the 6th, 1942. Wow. What? Yeah. 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 You're not going to believe it. It's like crazy. It's so good. Uh, Speed forward from that date <laughs> to the early 70s. Okay, so you were born on that day. You were born. Okay, you, there you go. Got you it. You got it. And I met a man who said to me, why don't you I have this brand new show. Would you like to come and work for me? And he told me the name of the show. He told me the characters. He gave me a description of a strange bird, people with... Hand Muppets and Puppets. And I said, yeah, I'd love to come and try to work. And my wife and I at that time were living down in the West Village. I enjoyed the show so much. We were, we were taping at that time at 81st Street right off of Broadway at Reeves Teletape. I got an apartment actually after two years working for the show up right across the street. It was the easiest, how do I get to Sesame Street? It was out my front door, across the street. The entrance to the studio was a little zag to the left. Opened the door, and I was at Sesame Street. Wow. And I've been there ever since. But there was a little disappointment somewhere along the line. The rumor had it that we were moving. So we moved down to 9th Avenue and 55th Street. That made it more difficult. You know, at first I thought they were moving to get rid of me so I couldn't find Sesame Street. Yeah. And now, <laughs> then they asked me to move the show. We moved it there. We stayed on Ninth Avenue for a while. Then they did it again. They said, uh, once again, my head said they wanted to get rid of me, so they came out to Astoria. <laughs> we moved the show to Astoria. My commute is a little longer, but that's basically how I found my way to Sesame Street, and I'm staying forever. <laughs> and how many years has it been, Steve? Sorry? How many years have you been uh, on the show? I started in 1972. 1972? Yeah. So, you can do the math. I can't quite do it that quickly. 40 some odd years. Yeah. 40 yeah. Thank you, Steph. Yes, good. Well, th Steve, thank you very much for telling us how you got how you got to Sesame Street. Thanks. I I love working with you, and it's a, and uh, thanks for stopping by. And me, me to you. Thank you. Thank you. He's the best. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm all right. I'm sorry, I want oh. to break an action here. I did find a uh, crew napkin that was given out. Season, <laughs> wow. six. season <laughs> six crew napkin. It was about Franklin crew paper yeah, towel. That is crazy. I, where did you find that, Ryan? To give this away in the back. We're going to be giving this away if anybody would oh, like to. That'll get be the great. We'll see. Questions, but right. that'll go right Good. in the mail. Perfect. Hey, we'll get I that right out. I just found it. Crazy. The things that you find here, because they weren't even taping here when this was done. How did it get? Unbelievable. How did it get? So, <laughs> we're going to do some questions now. We're going to do some Facebook questions. Uh, I have several questions that we've tried to get to for several weeks and never been able to get to them. So, here we go. I'm just going to start going through them, and uh, maybe somebody can answer them. Uh, Christina Herbert asked, who comes up with the storylines for Sesame Street? Uh, the ideas for the episode content and topics. Who would like to handle that question? Uh, who comes up with the storylines, the ideas for the episode content, and the topics? Well, we have fantastic writers. Right? Yes. We have a head, our head writer is Ken Scarborough and a great team of great writers and a great research team. Yeah, curriculum team who yeah. comes and up with a single curriculum for the season now, right? And sometimes we That's can right. go in with character ideas and they take them. That does uh, happen they, every they, once they in a while, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. So that's that one. Andy Clinton wants to know, what's your average rehearsal process or rehearsal time between receiving a script and being ready to tape for the puppeteers? How does it get from the page to the street? There's very little. I mean, we, we, go, we have read-throughs, which are great, that help us. We can sort of mm -hmm. have, can raise our questions there. But pretty much when we're on the floor, we have a run-through, and then we just... Yeah, we have to shoot a, we have to shoot about 13 to 15 pages every day uh, when we're shooting street stories. The process for it to get to that point could be any uh, could be several months. Uh, we have several drafts of the story that come along along the way of the scripts. We usually don't see those. We usually see the last draft that comes along or the shooting script that comes along. but uh, but before that, there are a script is written. There are research notes. The script is uh, uh, rewritten. Um, oh, it'd be great to have like a, a writer answer that question. I should have held that one. I know Chrissy's on. She probably could have answered it. I should have. Anyway, okay. So Eric Batista Rogel wants to know when a new Muppet is created or written into the show, how much time do you guys spend developing its personality? Pam, Frankie, we're here. Yeah, we um. It, it's rare these days that that happens, and it's yeah. a case by case. I don't know. I guess it's a case oh, by case. Yes. But let's let's uh. Okay, so but let's just take even even for like the one time characters. Let's let's focus on that rather than uh, uh, give away any murmurs uh, that we shouldn't. Okay, so um, so like for one time characters, how how long do we have? I mean, it's. Uh, it depends. I think for like like a, a one-off character like that's in the Big Bird script when yeah. it's Minnie China, uh -huh. directed by Lisa Simon. Yeah. So if you know it's going to have a specific, you think about who's in the show, what the uh, vocal tone of everybody is, mm -hmm. what the throughput is. So sometimes you can go to the director and get a suggestion what what they want, what they're thinking for the heart behind that. What does the puppet look like? All those little things add different layers and then you can have an idea but then when you see it on camera it may not work mm -hmm. you have to be mostly know what your through line is what your heart is right i'm sure you have the acting beats laid out so you can add those different layers yeah and want to play it and be open to that yeah one of the main things is we are all actors and so we are we have to uh we have to treat these roles i mean because they are acting roles so 
Thank you. Thanks, Leslie. Uh, there's a question. MBTune5 on Twitter wanted to know, is Big Bird's picture of Mr. Hooper in his new nest area on Sesame Street? And yes, it is. Uh, here's another one from Stephen Radzik. He says, is Peter officially Harry's new performer? Peter, are you there? Peter? Just in time. Peter, you, uh, where? I don't know where you've been. Where have you been? Playing in the snow. Oh, man, good. Somebody wants to know, are you Harry's new performer? Yes, I am Harry's new performer. We're hoping that that well, yeah, there he goes. We're hoping that you'll you know at some point we'll see him on the on the street. I am hoping yeah. at some point we will see him on the street too. Yeah. Very much. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully so. Uh, let's see. How often does Sesame Street film its episodes? Asks Dustin Hoff. Uh, do you film once a year or continually throughout the year? Yeah. Family, I mean, what do you it's hard to say. I mean, and we shoot so pretty sporadic, but we shoot what six or seven weeks for a season. But but back back in the day it was nearly a year round endeavor, yeah. right? When I started, we did 110 shows a year. So it's like and now we do 26 shows a year. But back then it was like six to eight months of yeah, study. Yeah, we would start yeah. in August and end in February, shooting pretty much full time. But right. not do that anymore. But then sometimes there might be a video or a special or a week here, week there. I think you're busy. Well. Thank you guys. Thanks. I appreciate that. We're gonna we're gonna be off for a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll have below the frame extras for the next two weeks, and then we'll be back on March second, I believe, for our next and possibly the last uh, below the frame of this um, season, because that's our last week of shooting street stories for season forty eight. So we will uh, we will um, try to come up with something fun for that. And in the meantime, I should hit this button here that gives us the ending uh, theme. All right, two. And now you're on Let's see what they do. Yeah, they're dancing. Because you joined us for our little show. Oh, they're playing their air instruments. Ryan's playing the water bottle. And that's it. Huh? Back from lunch. Oh. Have fun, guys. I wish I was there with you. I'm going to go play in the snow now. We miss you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, that's our Below the Frame Rewind for this week. We will be back next week with one last rewind and the season finale of that first season, that first batch of Below the Frame live shows. As always, special thanks to Sesame Workshop, all of the Sesame Street Muppet performers in this episode, and everybody else who dropped by the Muppet Lounge for the show. I'm Matt Vogel, and we'll see you next time when we rewind and go below the frame. Bye-bye. Go, go, go below the frame.